All right, are we going? Yeah, we're going now. Okay, let me just pull something up to start us off in the right mood here. Yeah, we want to be in the right mood now. What's that? I said we want to be in the right mood now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm trying to get... No, 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 hold on. I got it. It's just got, got a YouTube video. I just got to play. pull it up. That's a good way to start. I can't hear it for what the shit. fuck is this? <laughs> it's Pendulette singing I Am The Walrus live with... What I can only imagine must be the No God Band. <laughs> <sighs> he is someone who genuinely thinks he's a better singer than he is. I mean, the thing is, is that it's like, oh, wait, hang on. There's another recommended video. Pendulette and the No God Band, and there's like a, a sexy lady on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that, all right, so we're already talking about this Pendulette. Is, this is what brings us. That was our intro because, folks, <laughs> the, in, unless you follow Pendulette on Parlor on the new app, on the new free speech app Parlor, where you can find Pendulette's new account, uh, that's going to be the last you hear about Pendulette for a long. I feel time. like we're probably going to do this in the opposite order. I think what we recorded before, we'll probably go to the bonus. Yeah, it'll be and... like an Easter egg. It's like Pulp Fiction or Memento. Yeah, or but something. this. Yeah, but we're non-linear right now. So what what people are hearing here. Yeah, we're talking about the past. When I say parlor. Yeah. Because we what actually I'm saying. Dis- it's we, an Easter egg. They don't know what we it means. We have already yet. discussed that, but you won't hear that until you hear the bonus. Feed. That's right. That's yeah. right. And if you guys want to hear about it, well, sometimes you got to pay a little extra. It's like when Marvel Comics <laughs> does an event. You know what I mean? And they'll this one's for Robert. They'll do, you know, Secret Wars, but then you also got to buy. So there's like six main books of Secret Wars, and those are like probably four ninety nine each. But then you got to buy fucking every single tie-in from every ongoing series. Every ongoing series that's going to have its own tie-in arc. So altogether, if you want to get the full story, you got to spend, boy, two grand. Here, it's $5, my friends. $5 for you little piggies to get on our Patreon and listen to the bonus feed. So... That's my sales pitch. Did you enjoy that, Robert? That was just for you, apparently. <laughs> sure, everyone had fun. Hey, can I can I just mention? Speaking of uh, speaking of the Patreon and the Discord yeah. and all of that, uh, we finally got a Justin donation. What do you mean, a Justin donation? We got a donation from a Justin. In fact, uh, according to the message that he sent, all the Justins pulled together to uh, to give us this donation, this I monthly didn't... donation. I'm away. I'm. Tell me about this. What the hell are you talking about, uh, Mr. Justin? I don't want to say his full name. Okay, out of Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is now a fully fledged Patreon member. Oh, nice. And yeah, and he Welcome. says he's doing it on behalf of the Justins. Welcome. Because I always thought when when I was editing that episode where we talked about calling some insult kind of guy called Justin. Yeah. Um, when I was editing it together, I was thinking to myself, oh, fuck, we do have a Justin who listens to this That's podcast. Right. And he's but- awesome. And he's not, in, <laughs> and he's he's not, not an not- incel guy at all. He's super nice. I know. So I actually wrote yeah. in the description for that one, no, not you, don't worry. Or something like that. Oh, I wonder <laughs> what that was in reference to. That was in reference to him in case in case he thought we were just somehow saying, oh, unless yeah, like th- this guy. Unless, we, unless you thought we were bashing the good Justin. Yeah, no, he's, he's yeah. one of the good Justins, yeah. Yeah. And so, anyway, I figured I might as well mention the, yeah, yeah. he is now a fully-fledged member and uh, deserving of all the accolades that poor-quality lads are deserving of. And since this is the Attitude Era, and since we are <laughs> officially gay for pay, 
We are we are going to uh, segue back to something we were talking about on a past episode, which is, of course, if you spend fifteen dollars a month, you get yourself the big nuts. Yeah, no one's taking it. We we have a couple of those, a couple of big couple nuts of tiers, fifteen dollars a month. Uh, but none of them are especially taking advantage of the uh, the uh, the feature there, which is that you can commission bits, right. We are so gay for pay. Yes, that you can commission us to talk about something in particular. Well, someone or in this kind case, of did. Yeah, <laughs> which leads me to my next topic here, and we're going to do this on the main feed because I think everyone will appreciate it. Yeah, but our our one of our big nuts is uh, Robert. Also, by the I mean, he's getting a lot dedicated to him on this episode. I mean, yeah. Uh, suggested he? suggested <laughs> as a big nut, he says, "Look, I don't want you guys to talk about something." I want you guys to stop talking about the things you always talk about. Yeah, right? and it's not Get wrong. Get some new material. Because little do you guys know, just before this one, we recorded, I'd say, easily 40 minutes of the old same old, same old. Oh, yeah, you'll yeah. hear it, too. Oh, that's we're going to release the, that? That's going to be the bonus. We don't have time to do yeah. another bonus episode. Okay. Huh? And we're just going to have to use that. Oh, it's going to be awful. And I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry in advance. If you're going to listen to the bonus episode this yeah. week, it will very much be us talking about the exact kind of pet topics that we always have. Absolutely yeah. true. But it'll okay. be fun. And I think we got some hot takes. We got some good takes. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I think we're on the right side of history. I think we're, uh, you know, we're pushing forward. So there used to be, when I was a young boy, I listened to podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts since probably before anyone I know. I would say I've been listening to podcasts since about 2007, 2008. Mm. And um, I've been listening to podcasts since I was in high school. I remember I would drive up to my dad's house on the weekends because my dad lived up in Sacramento and I went to school in um, Stockton. And so I would drive up to Sacramento and on the way I would listen to my podcasts. Uh, they Might Be Giants had a podcast at one, t- at one point. Um but mostly it was a podcasted stream of episodes of like This American Life, Radio Lab, etc. But one of the earliest podcasts I found was a podcast that I think miraculously is still going today. And it's also a radio show. It's called Film Spotting with Adam Campanar and whoever the host was. It changed often. Uh, they would do a top five every week in honor of the movie High Fidelity, I guess. And it would be like top five movies about this or top five Iranian new wave movies or whatever. And there was what was called a film spotting pantheon, oh. which is to say these films have been decreed as so good that it's irrelevant to talk about them anymore. And it's cheating to include them in your top fives. So I've put together. So that pantheon would presumably have been like the Godfather. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The Godfather, things like that, where they're like, okay, don't put this in any lists. Like, so, and it forces them to talk about more obscure movies and things like that. So, <laughs> but for us, for us, we have a pantheon as well of the heroes of this podcast, the people, the topics that have given us our bread and butter. And in honor of our Big Nuts subscriber, for four weeks, we are going to do our best. For four weeks? Yeah, because that's how long a Big Nuts request lasts. They get one a month. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So for four weeks, four four weeks, presumably four episodes if we stay on schedule, 
We are not allowed to talk about some of the following, and I put this together without your consent. Yeah, no, um, I was against this idea because I thought, well, but we're is gonna, it really a good idea to do a podcast which, <laughs> in which is, we revel in the kind of stuff that we've absolutely. This is about the, too much. this is what we call the final send off, Sean. Okay, so I'm gonna sell them to you, and you're gonna sort of give me your thoughts on whether or not you're okay with getting rid of them. If you have any final thoughts on what they've given us throughout the years, All like right. a eulogy. Okay, I'll do it. So number one, of course. Pendulette, the person who started the mascot of this podcast, if nothing else. Now, you know, Pendulette has meant a lot to us. I've been the in years. favor of getting rid of Pendulette mm-hmm. since you started that whole potato diet thing. <laughs> Why is that? Because I just, don't want in- I just don't want it anymore. He's a bad influence on me? No, I just don't want that anymore. Yeah, okay. Pendulette also is not someone, compared to the other two people who I would imagine appear on that list, mm-hmm. uh, is not big enough to the point where anyone gives a fuck about what he's like. Oh, and trust we me. We do. I've we put, care. I've, it's but so, that's only because we invested in him emotionally in the first place. Right, exactly. To some extent. You yeah. know, at one point in our lives, we were like, oh, Pendulette, cool. The thing is, is that and I think... To anyone else, no one cares. No one... I I would love it <laughs> if someone from this podcast had listened to like the audiobook of God No or the audiobook yeah. of... Presto, or yeah. Every Day's an Atheist or Holiday. Or had listened to... Or listened to Penn Sunday School, or, or... Gone back and watched Bullshit, which has aged like fucking bad milk. <laughs> or, or listened to... I remember once finding on, like, Torrents a huge... No, it wasn't Torrents. It was in the days where podcasts were still so, like... Oh, you mean his radio show? Yeah. Someone yeah. had podcasted every episode of the... What was it? Like, CBS uh, Radio Pen or something Ra- like yeah, that? Yeah, Penn Radio or whatever Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, With if it, Monkey Tuesday yeah, and all but, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Nobody, nobody... <laughs> Has listened to any of this. Well, that's why I love you, Not dude. One. That's why I love yeah, no, you, dude. That's why you're the only... we, for, for better or worse, <laughs> that's why Max and I became friends. Is because we realized, you know, it's almost like we realized that we've been raped by the same man when we were a kid. You know, like it really is that kind of thing. It's like we both had this kind of trauma yeah. that we didn't think anyone else could yeah, yeah. identify with. It's like but a then... horror movie. I'm like, we're like little kids under the covers, and I'm like, you see the pen man too? Yeah. You've seen him? He stands in the corner of the room playing upright bass. Yeah, and I'm like, I see him too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just whispers in my ear every night about atheism and vegan diets. Yeah. I mean, dude. No, that that is... But that's entirely the only reason that we bonded in the first place at all, really. Possibly. Like we were both in the same theater community, the f- f- same scene or whatever. But I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just some fucking creep yeah. who goes to yeah. Zombie Joe's shows because there are naked chicks in it. Yeah, you know? hell yeah. Because yeah, we come across many of those people. You <laughs> right. Know? Many, like, kind of, well, you're not middle-aged, but most of them are yeah. middle-aged men who you're like, why are you going to the show, really? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why are you going to torture souls six times? Yeah, you catch me after the show trying to ch- you're, you're trying using, to give a napkin rose to you're Michelle. You're using a cane. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> why are you going? But with him, I was like, oh, well, he's probably, you know, he's, he's got this girlfriend or whatever, but, you know, maybe he's looking for something else. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, but not someone I would have probably become friends with just off the cuff. But when I learned a few things about the kind of stuff that you'd seen, yeah. <laughs> then I realized that we'd had the same we have the same battle wounds. You know, we have the same wounds and we have the same trauma. Right. And I, that's why I would call Penn Sunday School is is trauma. trauma. <laughs> like the idea that I listened to that week by week for a good year of my life. The thing about it is yeah. I think by the time I don't remember there being an exact moment that I fell out of love with Penn Gillette, 
But I think by the time Penn Sunday School, the milk had already soured itself. Like, yeah, no, me too. I, and it was like I was putting it in the fridge hoping it would unsour itself. So I, I discovered <laughs> Penn Sunday. That's been going for a while. If you think about is it. Is it still going? I think it is. But Christ, if you think about it, that has actually been going for a while because I listened to that on the way to work when I was back in London. So it's been about 10 years since that's been going. Yeah. And uh, I was still a late teenager at the time, and I was getting back into magic. I'd been really into magic when I was younger, mm-hmm. and Penn would sometimes talk about magic. <laughs> Every once in a while. But most of the time he would talk about atheism or libertarianism. Yeah. Now, at the time, again, 1819, I was also big into atheism. Uh, yeah, atheism. And libertarianism to a degree, you know, I, I was into yeah. some people who would be somewhat classified as libertarian. You know, I, I liked Christopher Hitchens at the time. Uh, Doug Stanhope was one of my favorite comedians. And I, I kind of started to identify a lot of that worldview. And I was like, oh, Penn's part of that. I, but I always found him lame politically. I thought he always sucked yeah. politically. I liked his takes on uh, things in pop culture. I liked that he was sex positive or whatever. Again, when I was 19. I think 19 is almost like childhood still now. Oh, yeah. In this day and age, I think if you're a teenager, you're still basically a child. Yeah. Like, you're, you know, you don't really know any better. And... It took me, yeah. So I, I would he listen to, us. kind of, like in a in a way. And I think, and I think I've been seeing this a lot. A lot of people saw bullshit, Penn and Teller bullshit, yeah. when they were quite young, and right. it shaped them in a way for a while until they realized, oh wait, actually, bullshit is bullshit. I know? mean, truly, bullshit was a. There's a was, lot of stuff in there that was fucking outright wrong. Bullshit was <laughs> bullshit was a chemical. Bullshit was a poison that got put into the collective water, like the water main of an entire world. And enough young men drank from that water until they grew tumors in their brain and they formed their own society. And that society is called Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, not Reddit now, I don't think. No, no. no, Here's the thing with bullshit is that it presented enough... Enough of uh, this kind of anti-authoritarian stance mm-hmm. uh, to entice someone like me who was anti-authoritarian but also didn't quite buy into a lot of the hippie shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't buy into the fucking um, crystal healing. I didn't buy into uh, 9-11 trutherism or anything like that. So I was like, okay, well, here are some guys who are level-headed. You know, here, and, uh, you know, then they go on about fucking... Um, uh, smoking, you know, secondhand smoke is bullshit, and like yeah. all the, all the <laughs> oh, smoking yeah. laws are bullshit. Um, and at the time, I was a smoker, and the smoking bans had just happened in England, and I was really mad about it. So I was like, "Oh, finally, here's some people who are level-headed and scientific." Yeah, because that's they would always defer to science in that show. Yeah. Like they would say, "Science says this, and science says that," even when it's basically. Uh, you know, going against global warming or something right, like that, yeah. you know. Um, so, no, there, it, was, it was completely full of shit. And I can't, I think I kind of knew that at that point, and I was getting a feeling. At, like, like, we talked in the bonus episode in the past about feelings that you get. Yeah. And while I'd always had a good feeling from them before, I started to get a bad feeling when they were talking about certain things. I was like, this sounds like you have a vested interest here somewhere. Yeah. Um. Or or you're just too into your Ayn Rand or whatever. They kept talking about Ayn Rand unironically like she was a god. Like oh, they, they really loved they yeah. loved fucking Ayn Rand. I, I bet he wouldn't talk about Ayn Rand very much anymore on Sunday school. Penn is definitely... Uh, look, I have nothing really against Teller. I think Teller might well be quite a libertarian type of fellow himself. 
but he's mercifully quite silent as well. Right. <laughs> you know, that's his thing is he doesn't talk. So Penn is, but Penn, you know, additionally to just being the one who talks, he also turned up on Celebrity Apprentice and fucking Wife Swap and yeah. any number of shitty interviews from shitty people and espousing, you know, writing whole books about his beliefs, which are largely fucking ridiculous. And he'll occasionally give you like a little bit of a mea culpa. Oh, well, I'm just a magician who went to clown school. What do I know? It's like, well, yeah, well, if you've really thought that you wouldn't be publishing a fucking book about yeah. what you know or That's what my you job. think. That's my job. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> we can talk about that a bit later. I wrote about that in the Discord because it, I, I just watched it for the first time because that was one of the first moments. I mean, when did I come in? 2011? That was Penn Sunday School. That was, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah was and I was, that was while I was listening to it was when he'd <laughs> yeah. been on Celebrity Apprentice and then that was all he would talk about and he talked about suddenly how he was making a song about it. <laughs> and Clay Aiken, I didn't see that uh, series of Celebrity Apprentice until yeah. way later. Um and I just thought, but you sound incredibly petty for someone who's above it all. You know, right. like, because he kind of at first made it sound like he was doing Celebrity Apprentice as kind of a joke. And then he was like, oh, well, I'm doing it to raise money for my charity in Las Vegas. And then he was doing it for any number of other reasons. And it was always, it always struck me as kind of being bullshit. Uh, and then he comes out with this song and he talks about it for about six months before he actually releases the fucking thing. Yeah. And then he released it with along with this music video, and it's absolutely fucking bananas. It yeah. makes no sense. It's terrible in every way. And I remembered it being better uh, than it actually is, like better filmed even. And like, no, you can. He's like holding up a phone all the time with other celebrity apprentice <laughs> contestants, like D. Snyder and fucking Lisa Lampanelli and oh, Lisa Lampanelli, Tia Carrera, so whoever the fuck. And like, she was skinny at the time, so that was like, I was like, wow, this was recent. Because I forgot that Robert Lisa yeah. Pinelli used to be a big old... Whatever, who gives a shit? But when he's holding up the phone, you can see the green screen reflecting on his fingers. Yeah. This is a really easy fix in post, but it just shows me that along with the quality of the song itself shows me that no one gave a fuck about it. Right. No one that he hired on a bunch of people to do it and nobody cared. Everyone listened and went, oh, fuck it. All right, this is just a job. This is just a job. This isn't <laughs> This isn't something that I have any passion for. I'm going to do exactly what I'm paid for and no more. I'm not going to make the effort When to... this four weeks is up, when the four weeks of Pantheon <laughs> posts are up, uh, I definitely think that we should try to do some research to get in contact with at least one person who was involved in the production process. Oh, that might be a good idea, of, yeah. Of Clay Aiken by Pendulette by Pendulette. Clay Aiken by Pendulette by Pendulette, which he would always say is the full title. He's got a big heart on for thinking it's cool to, you know, if something hoot, does have yeah. an official, like, real Sweets Hotel and Casino yeah. rather than just the Rio in Vegas, he's like, yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> and, uh, but that was one of the first times. I was still in England when that came out, and I was like, oh, actually, maybe this guy's just kind of fucking mental. <laughs> like, that's honestly what I thought to myself. I was like, yeah. oh, I, who I used to look at as being like, oh, that's cool. He's, a, he's an entertainer, yeah. but he's not a liberal, like an extreme liberal like most of the Hollywood people are. Yeah. Or an insincere liberal anyway. And, um, he's someone who kind of is able to subsist on his own, so he's able to say what he wants, and he's able to therefore be, and he's been in touch with <laughs> Richard Dawkins and Chris Visions and all these people I admired, right? Um, but then, <laughs> yes, things like that started coming out. Yeah, that Celebrity Apprentice shit. I mean, not to mention the fact that he was basically sucking Donald Trump's dick for that entire 
Mr. Two Trump. years. Mr. Trump. Because he went back on. Him, he yeah. did. Well, he did Celebrity Apprentice, and then he did All Star Celebrity Apprentice, yeah. like two years later or one year later. He's still competing for fucking Trump's approval. Yeah. And on the podcast, yeah, he, he like said some things that were mildly disparaging about him, but really he was just like, please, Mr. Trump. Please. Yeah. Like, and now that's all changed, obviously, since yeah. Trump became president, where he's like, I always thought he was an asshole. <laughs> but I that's told absolutely. Him he was a bitch to his Yeah, face. but that's absolutely not the truth. You all know, right. Because I remember it from that time. So, yep. anyway, yeah, seeing so that video, the, that video that yeah. Count Frenelum posted in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Aiken by Pendulet by Pendulet. Uh, that was one of the first real, like, oh no moments. Yeah. And since then, <laughs> it's been like a slow descent where I, you know, was listening to the podcast still, but I was like, well, you know, is Michael Godot getting paid for the, like, yeah. is, is, you know, who's Matt Donnelly? Is this dancer guy that he met? Like, and they're, they're not, they don't seem to be like Michael Godot's talking about working for Uber and Penn's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, so, uh, so then that's I, the, and I saw yeah. him live a bunch of times. I saw him do talks live when I first came oh, out wow. to LA. I, he did like book tours, kind of talks, and I would go to them. I had nothing else to do, so I'd go to them. And some of the shit he was saying there was completely bananas as well. It was completely mental. I was like, oh, this is. Well, me. I'm bug nutty. Yeah, but, <laughs> it, but it, in the and then, and then like kind of looking around. I mean, one of the main ways that you can dis- you can kind of discern whether what you're into is sort of alright or not is by looking around you when you go to shows, when you go to like events. Yeah. And um Yeah, looking around at pen shows you know the type of person I'm talking about, right? Like they you're just like, oh, I don't know if I quite want to be like that. People are literally like drooling. Yeah. You know? Um anyway. And yeah, that's from there on in I decided Actually, maybe I shouldn't be paying so much attention to this guy. But here I am on a podcast ten years later, being like, <laughs> talking about him every episode. Apparently, but for so the next for that. the next four weeks, hey, that's to me. Hey, this is a Viking funeral, so we put Penn in his overly roomy coffin because he lost a bunch of weight and we had it made earlier. Yeah, we got it made him a while back. Yeah, so we put him in his overly roomy coffin and we push him out to sea and we shoot the arrows. We Actually, say, no, can I just say that? Yeah. I, we, I think both of us lost... Uh, he lost credibility to us long before he even did that stupid potato diet. Oh, definitely. It was like a few years before he even yeah. started with that. Yeah. And that was just additionally funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, was, oh, oh, by the time he was, was doing that, he was, was already like, oh, just okay, a, right? a gold you're, man, a gold you, mine of comedy. Yeah. yeah, you're already a fucking grifter. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'll say, you know, Pendulette, thanks for the memories. Thanks for all the good you did for me. Thank thanks you for, for the memories. Thank you for telling me about uh, the book "Learned Pigs and Fireproof Women" by Ricky J. Cool book. Uh, <laughs> Which you could have learned from following any kind of magic community, <laughs> whatever. Thank you for telling me what a song poem was. That was interesting. I'll give him that. You know, he actually did get me in song poems. Yeah. Not by himself, though. Yeah. But by specifically mentioning a documentary about them um, on and, PBS. Uh, which and... is called, I think I think it's just called Song Poem, a documentary or something like that. But yeah, you should watch that. Thank you for kind of backwardsly getting me into the residence a little bit and you know yeah he's done some cool yeah, stuff yeah, yeah and of course thank you always for promo code pen, pen. <laughs> sleepy q <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right that's pendulette sold all right, all right for we'll, next we'll four say good night to him for the next four weeks and then so i gotta piss as well <laughs> okay okay Whoa, all right so oh fuck uh, you just you just got a cum shot from your beer there 
Now he's sucking it like the dirty girl he is. Yeah, speaking of which, All I right. will no longer be a dirty girl for. And uh, this one actually, at the very, in case you guys want a little hint as to when we record these things, I would say it was only five minutes ago when Robert in the Discord said, can we at least put a moratorium on the second person in our pantheon, Jordan Peterson? Oh. He says, your impressions are excruciating on the ears, <laughs> and you've said all there is to say about him. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I don't know if it's easy to do an impression of me or not, but uh, we're saying things that matter, and that's no joke. Listen, Robert, I, I think that perhaps you should examine the, for the past... 20 years in academia. <laughs> I think it might be worth understanding that maybe uh maybe you just suck. Maybe oh, you're maybe you're uh, more influenced by Michel Foucault <laughs> than you are by facts and logic. Derrida is gay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but yeah, he is right though. Is that every time we've done that? Every time Jordan only once or twice. I'd say every time Jordan Peterson comes up, it's and we do impressions of pretty much everyone we talk about a lot. But we we it's 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 a lot of us basically just saying like he's not as bad as people make him out to be. We kind of just we kind of belabor that point. We belabor that point. So he's kind of a grifter, but he's also he's not a Nazi. You know, that's pretty much where I land. But also, more importantly than any of that, I don't really care. He could be a total Nazi for all I care. What I do care about is that he's got a funny little voice, and it's quite fun to do. And it's also one that we can do, because what Max and I have learned through doing this podcast is that our impressions are very limited. But we actually, because sometimes I'll be talking about someone, and I'll think, oh yeah, I could do an impression of them right yeah. now, and then I completely fuck it up. Yeah. Whereas with Jordan Peterson, I'm, like, I'm thinking, Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson, and I'm like, oh, well, if I'm going to talk about this, then I should probably affect this kind of Kermit the Frog voice. And uh, hope for the best. So, Jordan Peterson, do we have anything to say for his eulogy before we send him off? Because there's a lot in this pantheon. I didn't think we talked about him that much. I also uh, didn't think we. I mean, look, it, literally the once or spoken, twice in a year. It's right? the only one that the big nuts has requested by name. We're going to get into more controversial pantheon picks toward the end of the list. It's a long list. Okay. All right. Well, so, Jordan, look, I'm fine yeah. not to do. I mean, at least also, four he's, weeks. He's not exactly in the news at the moment anymore. I mean, he's kind no, of almost. He's a, not. He got he's a twenty. That's in a 2018, 2019 kind yeah. of reference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So I'm fine not doing Jordan Peterson, but okay, I would like so to say shoot- goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. So we're shoot- he's off when to sea. When you wish upon a we're star, s- <laughs> yeah, that's what we're sending who you are. We're sending him off in a gigantic uh, clamshell Disney VHS case. <laughs> and <laughs> and- <Trans-arms> <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any any flaming arrows to shoot out at the Viking funeral as he goes? Any like thank you for those? Oh, you ought to be careful with fire. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> fire is actually in the Bible considered to be a uh, a metaphor for inner turmoil, and um, fire is really what can. Uh, so you got to kill him. You got to kill him while he's while yeah. he's still going. I'm All gonna right. keep doing it unless unless someone kills him. <laughs> Well, you can take, you can, you can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you wanted me to do? It's like, 
like a, a seed. Sticks and stones may break my bones. This is a real philosophical point to make here. Uh, ah, okay, well, uh, fire and sticks may break my dick, but... But Neo-Marxism will destroy the world if we don't stop it in its in its tracks. Okay, all right. <laughs> there you go. He's gone right. for a while. He'll He's be back. Gone, he'll be back. Oh, he'll, he'll be, be back. back from beyond the grave. He's gonna be back. He's gonna come back yoked. Yeah. He's gonna go to hell and lift weights. And that's because I believe in reincarnation. <laughs> Reincarnation. Fuck. Reincarnationism. Jesus Christ. Reincarnationism. Can, right. can we not put me on the Pantheon? <laughs> <laughs> Drop me off for a bit. Me and my fucking shit takes. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Number three. Um, this one's actually going to be. This is going to hurt. This one's going to. I think I know who you mean. Can I guess? Mm, I don't think it's going to hurt too bad, but oh. give me a guess who number three is. John Ronson. It is John Ronson. That hurts, dude. That one that's hurts? The, that's one of the few impressions that I think I've really got down. Yeah, I know, dude. I yeah. know. When when me and my wife were driving back from Phoenix, she'd never, she'd like, I, I played her little clips of him to kind of, because she was like, oh, who is You're that like, guy? Listen, honey. I was like, no, no, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> but on the way back from Phoenix, we listened to all of the Butterfly Effect and the last day of August. Oh, last days of awesome. August. That's a good and, road trip. And she was laughing her ass off every time we'd say, pawn. Because <laughs> it's, because my impression is right. From, yeah. from, uh, uh, the, the host of Mondo Christo about that one too. Mondo Christ Almighty, sorry. Mondo oh yeah, Christ Aaron. Almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron from Mondo Christ Almighty. Which, by the way, you should really listen to that. The last few episodes have been really awesome. The um, the uh, apocalypse one. Yes, is good. I love, yeah. especially now, like releasing that now. Where I mean, like for instance, my wife's dad is a pretty big Christian. And he thinks this is all kind of end mm-hmm. time stuff. Contextualizing that with like old. Rapture movies yeah. about like yeah, Thief in the Night and stuff. It's a fucking great podcast. Everyone Mondo Christ Almighty, guys. It's, Mondo a, it's like an Almighty, academic yeah. uh, film podcast all about depictions of Christ in cinema. But it goes way further than just being like, hey, in this film, he's played by this guy. Yeah, and yeah. He looks oh, it's, like it's, this. It's, yeah. No, it's all about, I mean, it literally, we're only, I think, four episodes in at the moment, and we've already had a whole episode about how he was depicted in basically a very sacrilegious soft porn film yeah. called Visions of Ecstasy by the guy who did a bunch of Cradle of Filth t-shirts um, yeah no it's a great podcast uh, yeah. but either way yeah he is a big John Ronson fan he got he was the one who actually got me into him no, I oh, think that's interesting it. yeah he, he was like oh have you seen John Ronson I think I'm in love with him yeah, he was like really uh, just yeah. fond of him and uh, so I saw a few of his things and uh, yeah when we when we first talked about John Ronson on this podcast he, he listens to the podcast and he said oh I thought that was very good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he's. I don't know if he specifically said. Bang on. My yeah. impression was good, but no, it was specifically the porn. the porn thing. Yeah, I remember. Porn. <clears throat> Fabian. I'm trying porn. to remember how I first got into John Ronson. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised because I, I don't know how. I mean, I know he is kind of transatlantic. <laughs> no, I know he is kind of transatlantic because he's yeah. done a lot of his work in, in the U.S. So, yeah. you know, even back in the day, with, like Men Who Stare at Ghosts and stuff is all about U.S. stuff. So I, I can imagine him being known here, but it's still kind of surprising to come across someone who knows him as well as you seem to. I think what it might... To the point where you listen to his podcast and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what it might have been was, I think he probably was a contributor at some point to some other podcast. Like maybe like a This American Life or something. Because it was actually, it was him contributing... Uh, a story, and it was a story from So You've Been Publicly Shamed. 
So yeah. I didn't. He didn't come onto my radar until around the time he wrote that book. Well, I think that's yeah. when he came on a lot of people's radars. I've come yeah. on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, yeah. He so was, he, um, I'm almost certain that he. I can't. I can't. I mean, I guess the, life the, of me. the Frank movie, well, the Men Who Stare at Goats, and then the Frank movie yeah. put him on the radar in terms of a name of a writer. But face-wise, that was definitely either the psychopath test or so. Yeah, publicly the shame. Probably. He must um, have contributed to This American Life or even like Radio Lab or something. And then he started going on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, and I wouldn't have heard turning of turning up. He did it TED was, talks. Like he was yeah. kind of all over the place yeah, yeah. during that whole publicly shame book. I yeah. distinctly remember the story that I heard though, which was the story from So You've Been Publicly Shamed, the one about the girl pretending to yell in front of the "Be Quiet and yeah, Respectful" yeah, sign yeah, yeah, yeah. at um at the nine eleven memorial. I think it must have been This American Life because it was probably like, oh man, thank God this guy's not in the Pantheon. But Ira Glass, he's like, he was probably like, act one. Today today on This American Life, we're going to be talking about people who make a mistake. And Is Ira Glass on the Pantheon? Cause... No. Oh, that's a shame. No. Well, <laughs> we don't talk about that. Up a few. That's turned up more than Gordon Peterson has. But, um, yeah. Uh, it'd be a shame to get rid of John Ronson only because I hope that... People who do listen to this who may not really have heard him mm-hmm. actually do. Like unlike Pendulette, I would I would advise people to listen to Pendulette's stuff in purely a like look at this asshole type fashion. But with John Ronson, it's like no, actually he really did do a lot of really good work. Yeah, I think John, I, I like John his, Ronson is the one that we actually both respect. Yeah, like, like him a lot. <laughs> I respect him a lot. I think, I, I think I, he I don't did. think he's really done anything shitty. No, I yeah. I, I think he's uh, I mean it's he's easy to kind of satirize or yeah. made fun of because he, he does have this kind of weird voice <laughs> and, a, and, a, and not only the weird voice but like a kind of weird attitude towards mm. whatever he's doing where he basically plays himself off as a kind of a, a pussy in any situation mm. so even if he is essentially infiltrating a secret society meeting like uh, Bilderberg mm. or Bohemian Grove or anything like that um, he always plays himself off as like, oh, I'm just out of my depth. Yeah. No, oh, oh, whoops. Oh, whoops, what have I done? And the uh, same with the porn thing. He's like, you know, he's on porn sets and you can hear people fucking in the background. He's just like, so, do you know much about bespoke porn, though? <laughs> you know, he's always, uh, he's, he's, got, he's very self-effacing in a he way. Was on, which is he's been on some easy to make fun weird of. shows. I want to say he might have been on like, he wasn't on Call, Call Her Daddy. But he was on a he show well not dissimilar to Call Her Daddy. He was on, like, Guys We Fucked or something. I think he goes on as much yeah. as he can. Like, yeah. He just likes to and be he became, on podcasts. He, he did become kind of a uh, ubiquitous, not long after Aaron yeah. turned me on to I think Aaron caught on to him a little bit before he became quite as uh, ubiquitous as he was. So I looked at him a little bit, and then I started noticing, oh, fuck, the new Joe Rogan episode is John Ronson, yeah. this guy. And I, I got into him. I Let think me, he's good. I think the psychopath test is Good, but also has aged kind of badly in a fairly short amount of time. And Psychopath test? Yeah. Oh, it, I think it's no. I think his sentiment. No, his sentiment is good, but oh. a lot of people have come out from the you know from the mental health community and said, uh, "Well, that's really misleading, and that's not fully researched and stuff like that." Like oh. basically, as in, in terms of understanding mental illness, it's not a particularly effective book, but it's effective in the sense in. The the thing that he's good at is cultural stuff. He's good at social commentary well, yeah. and cultural stuff. Um, 
that book did cross over a little bit into genuinely just making claims about mental health, where at the end of it, he's just like, well, you know, people are interesting, and the interesting people make the world go round, essentially. And uh, and it's like, well, yeah, but that doesn't really account for people who absolutely destroy not only their own lives, but other people's lives. Yeah, but what I love about the book is that he really doesn't ever doesn't ever really seem to be sure even with these yeah but even he, with he does, these yeah his his hand tips but like well, no, i love he, this I, story I think, he, I think he omits stuff that he could have quite easily found about how actual you know actual severe psychopathy and mental illness really can be destructive because he's always using it more to be like well this person was described as a psychopath and really they're they're just really into stamps or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Do you remember? I'm crossing over to I love, different yeah, things. I, there, but like, <laughs> I love the, I yeah. actually love the. He does the, downplay um, it a little bit. Same with publishing. I love I the bit where he talks about how he keeps going to see this guy in prison or whatever. He's in a, he's in yeah, an asylum. Yeah, I remember that. He keeps going to visit this guy. In, in London, right? And the, the guy's like, I'm not. I'm not a psychopath. Like he's saying the whole time, he's like, I'm not a sociopath. Like I have a conscience, all this, but like I got in here through like this weird clerical error and they won't let me out because every time I say that I'm not a sociopath, they say that's what a sociopath would say, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this whole thing. And then as soon as the guy gets out, he, he goes up to John Ronson and John Ronson's like, so what are you going to do now? And he goes, oh, there's this girl that I fancy in Belgium. I'm going to go see if I can split her up from her husband. Yeah. Uh. Like, uh, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, no, it's great. I, it's actually I don't know if it's in the book exactly, but it's he did a might have been TED, he, he did a TED later, talk. Yeah. He did a TED talk where he kind of like summarized the anecdote that was definitely like woven out of parts of the book. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think you know he's pretty. He's also better than most people. I think he's pretty good at acknowledging where he might have gone wrong with something yeah. before. I mean, certainly, you know, I, I, I kind of maybe have a slight problem with him doing with that Alex Jones, for instance, because mm-hmm. he definitely used Alex Jones and David Icke and people like that as a kind of stepping stool at the beginning yeah. uh, to examine them as marginal figures who we just don't understand, but, you know, they're good in their own way, mm-hmm. and then now he's like, fuck them! Uh, <laughs> it's, but, yeah, he, as a journalist, you know, I think he's he's not not opposed to admitting when he might have been wrong about something, which is fair enough. No, I have I have nothing bad to say about and, John Ronson, which is why he's, he's it's hard kind to of a hate shame. because he's hard to hate because his his ethos is genuinely just empathy. It genuinely that's that is yeah, I and, I, and I think it's I think it is genuine. Like it's not empathy in the sense of like I want to destroy people in the name of empathy. It's truly like yeah, everyone is kind of flawed and stupid and yeah, like no, all this. I, have, I, have I absolutely if nothing. You guys, if you guys don't know John Ronson, I encourage you to at least go on Google and look up an essay by him. Very like very easy one to start with. Called uh, I think the essay's title is like Have you ever seen an elephant, my friend? I and know, it's, I know what you're it's an about, interview yeah. with the insane clown posse <laughs> right after they released the song Miracles, and it has one of the best lines in it, which is he says like. It's a shame. He's like, like it's like it's a shame, or it's unfortunate that the way in which the insane clown posse chooses to express themselves genuinely happens to be seen by tacky, but seen as tacky by so many people. Yeah, and just acknowledging the arbitrariness of that, and how like in this at the end of the day, they're artists just like everyone else, and all that type of stuff. Where it's where it's so much easier to just be like, <laughs> look at the clowns. Yeah, you know no, I mean? and there's a yeah. quote, one of the closing quotes of uh, 
The psychopath test is something along the lines of uh, there's no guarantee, there's no evidence to suggest that we've been put on this earth to be especially happy or normal, mm-hmm. and maybe those things about us that are unappealing or unattractive are actually what lead us to do interesting things, you know. Right. Um, which is quite quite like now it's not applicable in every <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even close. To, it's not a uh, a blanket statement for sure, but. Um, no, I think he's he's done a lot of good work. So it's kind of a shame to have to retire him because if just I, for four weeks, I feel like if I'm mocking if I'm you know mocking him, I feel like I'm doing it out of affection. And All the right. same with Penn to an extent. But so what are we I, sending? I respect Penn less. What are we <laughs> sending John Ronson out to see in a box of stamps, a box of porn? Yeah, yeah, a box of old, <laughs> a, a big a, old crater of porn. Yeah, a big old prized uh, moviola machine playing old timey peep show porn. No, we're just sending him out on the same plane that Justin Sacker was on when she. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> when that's she good. wrote that. <laughs> when she wrote that fatal tweet. <laughs> He's yeah. on the same He's flight to Justine, South Africa. Justine Sacco's <laughs> plane, and we're just there. Goes the arrows. There we go. All right, next up, there's a long list. I just said Justin Sacco by accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's ironic considering Justin's. Um, anyway. Okay, Joe Rogan. That seems pretty easy. I'm fine. I mean, we don't really do uh, impressions of him anyway because he's. What the fuck? Yes, we're constant. You try, but like, it's kind yeah, of. Man. It's hard to. You know, oh, boy, pull out, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind losing him. You know, he's a. He's a dull. Like, here's the thing about Joe Rogan is I've never found him even interesting comedically, like as a, as a figure of fun. Whereas like Pendulum, yeah. I think is endlessly funny. Joe Rogan is just like, okay, well, yeah, that is what that guy would say. Yeah, I'm fine with getting rid of him. I do like how interested he is in animals. Well, what, actually, one thing that's interesting about Joe Rogan leading us into this is you talked about like, oh, did you see the latest Joe Rogan had John Ronson on it? I never. No, 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 no. no. I didn't say that. Because as far as I know, John Ronson hasn't been on it for a no, while. No, 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 no. I mean, you're talking about shortly. when John Ronson was getting popular, yes. he would turn up on things yes. like Joe Rogan yes. at the time in like 2016. Right. You were saying that shortly yeah. after discovering John Ronson yourself, sure, yeah, you would yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, look. Yeah. So anyway, so Joe Rogan is interesting because he has only gotten bigger. And bigger and bigger every day. Uh, I he still just, can't quite explain it. He can't yeah. stop fucking growing. You know, Sir Sleaze, Brandon Sleaze. I'm getting Sleazer. huge, Jamie. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking big. <laughs> I'm it's fucking power, alpha brain. It's the power of weightlifting. I'm alpha brain. I got my, I got my monkey kettlebells. <laughs> <laughs> I tried Jordan Peterson's <laughs> carnivore diet. Yeah. It's true. I just, he, dude, I've just been eating milk. That. I've been eating milk. He, did, he tried Jordan Peterson's carnivore diet because that's one of the things that Jordan Peterson via his daughter, I think more as a way to kind of get his daughter some attention because uh-huh. she's like 26 or whatever and she's starting her own career. Um, Jordan Peterson was like, yeah, I'm only eating meat now and it's, uh, it's actually really good. Zero carbs. And uh, I had a glass of cider once, and it put me into a state of mania for over a month. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny for a guy who talks mostly about like, being strong in yourself. and being, yeah. like, <laughs> A glass of cider will put you into a fucking state of mania for a month. But, orchard ruined my career for a year. <laughs> I think it was apple cider vinegar. But, uh, yeah, either, either way... Um, he, I guess, talked to Joe Rogan about it enough that Joe Rogan was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking try that shit. That makes sense. I like fucking meat. You know, so I guess Joe Rogan tried it, and it would probably his, be a great way to cut weight temporarily. Like, well, no shit, yeah. Same yeah. with the potato or any kind yeah. of diet like that. But uh, Joe Rogan, I think, just reported back that he had really bad diarrhea. 
All right. Then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no fiber. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know. I've never tried eating just meat, but I would imagine yeah. it would fuck with your. Would I be giving you constipation or or the other? Yeah, I would yeah. think probably constipation would would make sense. I mean, there's no Not Joe Rogan. He's too alpha brain. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah, he has no carbohydrates to soak up the yeah, alpha brain eating, juice. Yeah, he's he's only consuming meat, but he's also getting his testosterone topped off at the fucking Jiffy Lube every two days. He's getting his entire blood supply replaced with MMA fighters who have fallen out of favor <laughs> every few weeks. He's got him like a yeah. like, like how they abuse. Have you heard about these uh like farms that? that kidnap well i mean whatever fucking buy greyhounds and they just hook them up like fucking like drips yeah like drips yeah, because yeah. they have a, a a universal blood donor type that they mm-hmm. can then sell that's what he's doing with mma fighters yeah. is what i was getting is that not probably yeah, yeah. Pro- hey jimmy pull that one up he's got could you pull up that many pack pull, <laughs> pull up eddie bravo until we need him on the podcast and then when you see eddie bravo on the podcast he's like he's all, he's all gone <laughs> Joe Rogan's like, yeah, that's fucking fascinating, bro. Yeah. All right. So Joe Rogan, we're sending him off in a, uh, in what are we sending him off in? Oh, oh, uh, fucking uh, a sensory deprivation tank, obviously. (laughs) Oh, my God. Of course. What else are you going to send him off in? Just I'd send him out there altered state style. Send him off on a fucking bit of elk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. state. So Joe Rogan, thank you for the uh the notorious video of oh, you wow. putting some dude in a headlock because you're arguing about how immigrants are gonna ruin the country. There's an arrow. <laughs> well you thank him, I thank you for nothing. <laughs> uh Joe Rogan, thank you for uh your early work on news radio and fear factor. I like to you uh, and here comes the boom. And thank you for your cameo in Kevin James's Here Comes the Boom. All right. There it is, folks. What the fuck? Um, That was him going. I put this one down. I put this one down. Ironically. What else do we have? This one's one of the only ones that isn't a person. I put uh, cancel culture. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Four weeks, we can't. We just can't talk about it. Yeah, it's hard because that's be... pretty much the dominant thing in the news cycle right now. Yeah, which kind of sucks because I don't want to talk about. I don't give a fuck about it. Like, what what difference could it possibly make for it's, us to talk about it? It's very much like Pendulette, where once we get going on it, we can't. I got stop. my opinions yeah. on it. You know, yeah. I, I think it's mostly fucking ludicrous, and I think it's mostly ineffective and stupid. Yeah. And I think it's you know every everything bad that you could say about it, I'm pretty much in agreement with well and also stupid, hey, but what what me talking about that who gives a shit like who gives a fuck if you're into canceling people no one is going to change your mind if you think it's cool then no one's going to change your mind and likewise if you don't think it's cool no one's going to change your mind to think it is what's the point in talking about it it's funny occasionally but yeah it's also just nothing so i'd be totally happy to lose that forever so there's the moratorium on the cancel culture discussions yeah uh, fine please tune into this week's bonus episode we'll send it off <laughs> in a big fucking indian headdress <laughs> <laughs> you know off into the sky we're gonna send it off and yeah in a giant russian nesting doll we'll send it off in a in flying a car with uncle remus and <laughs> <laughs> Waving us goodbye. We go together. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, right. I'm fine with getting rid of that one. I, I would honestly rather we never bothered with that shit now, again. Here's a here's a it's here's just a fucking boring and sad. Here's an interesting one. Here's a double feature. These guys might go in the. Uh, these ones might go in the old pantheon, right? 
So this is where the Pantheon starts getting interesting because it's not about like, oh, these things suck. It's about, well, these things are so great, we have to retire them. Oh, okay. So this is a double header. I think we need all the great stuff we can get. This is a double header. We can no longer talk about Rick Alverson or Joel Petrikas. I'm fine with that. I've, I've said all, unless they come out of a new movie, I've said yeah. all I can say. Okay. Yeah. I would okay. still recommend, before they go, Yeah. if you haven't seen Buzzard yet, or um, if you want, if you're in any kind of sense of despair about filmmaking now, like what what kind of films are coming out and whether you think they're any good or not, watch those. I, th- I think they will rein, uh, reinvigorate you somehow. I've been finding a lot of comfort in those lately. I watched Relaxer last night, again, for like the fourth time. Yeah, this one's more for me. Uh, all right, so that's Rick Alverson and Joel Petrikas. Rick Alverson, Joel Petrikas, and all those. Sean Baker, let's throw him in there. Sean Baker, yes, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, let's send the them off. The holy trinity of indie film, indie film that gives you hope. Yeah, yeah, let's send them off because who needs them? Yeah, there is no hope anymore. Yep. And uh, Shane Carruth, I guess, could be tagging along at the end, but he'll yeah. probably fall halfway up. Yeah, because he's um, on his way out. I actually, I think I must have been. I can see where my mindset was as I was making this list, because the next thing on the list is uh, any movies. <laughs> any movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's for uh, four weeks. No more we, talking about uh, movies ever. I'll be fine to do it for four weeks, but we got to realize where our strengths lie, right? <laughs> like, that's what we talk about mostly, anyway. Okay. So, all right. Look, we can try. And hey, get, we can. We, and if if you guys uh, want to protest any of these in the, it's in not. The hey, Discord, look, it's not a bad yeah. time to do it because no movies are coming out yeah, right true. now. So there's nothing really to talk about anyway. But yeah, yeah I'm fine with retiring movies. I'm sick of talking about them as well. These ones are uh, these ones are for me. Um, Angela Nagel can't talk about yeah, her yeah. anymore. You should. I, I think I told you off mic that you should never talk about her again. The, the, no one knows who the fuck you're talking about. The Max. No one will ever read the, a woman's opinion. The, the, <laughs> the, the Max Holy Trinity of things I'm not allowed to talk about anymore. Angela Nagel, Joan Didion, and I guess Lewis Carroll. <laughs> what about Arby's? Yeah, so that was another okay, one. That's coming later. Foods, okay. Foodstuffs. Foodstuffs, yeah. Foodstuffs, fast food, uh, chain restaurants, things like that. Yeah, yeah. That I'm might fine have with to that. be snack food, yeah. I'm fine with that going for a while. So foodstuffs, is, is, that's, up for, that's, that's up for debate. That's uh, no, not up for debate. Let's throw it in there. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. Damn, dude. This is going to be an interesting challenge. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the colonel. They're all going into a yeah. ship. And they're oh, flying no. off into the big onion ring in the sky. Oh, they're getting into a Wienermobile. They're getting into an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. There you go. I was waiting for you to come up with the actual no, reference. No, I yeah. miss you. Come back. Nah, they're going. Throwing Haribo to that, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Candy. Any sort of any food any, type any kind shit, of yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, yeah. Fuck it. Let's just make it a blanket ban on food talk. No, I think food stuffs is the better food way. Stuffs. Of, yeah. Okay. Like like all right. Processed foods and things like that. That's okay. Stuff I like all right. To talk I'm done. About. Yeah. Fountain sodas. I'm fine with fucking hell. Hang on. We might have a sound problem here. Yeah. <laughs> Being no attacked kidding. by sprinklers. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. I'm fine with that going. Okay. All right. Uh. This one's also more for me. Like Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah. that kind of ties in. Honestly, if we ever talk about Twitter, we're talking about cancel culture anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that ties in, I think. Okay. But, I w- yeah, I would also say boring meme shit or yeah. stuff that's going to appear in the news for a week and then yeah. leave. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with getting rid of that. And then, this is the last one on the list. This is expert level. Okay, well, let's see. Disneyland. Yeah, I'm fine with it because they fucking pussied out mm. and they're not coming back. They're not coming back uh, indefinitely. 
Florida yeah. is uh, supposedly still opening on July 11th. Okay. Uh, for Disney World, Disneyland was supposed to reopen their parks uh, July 17th, and have now completely pussied out of it because fuck knows any number of reasons. Um, it's my understanding. Cases are going up. Yeah, we fucking you left lockdown. Cases are going up. What do you think this is about? We're not. We're not fucking. Or maybe I'm just pissed because I really want to go on the Matterhorn. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think that you are not wrong, and I think that it doesn't also- matter if I'm right or wrong. I, I really am just being selfish. I want to go back to Disneyland, and I think it's ridiculous that I'm not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to pretend it's any less selfish than that. I, miss- I have my opinions about COVID and stuff, but like, no, really, I just want to go back to Disneyland. Fuck you. Oh, well, what else is in the Pantheon? That's it. That's it. Disneyland was the big was the big finale of the Pantheon. I'm fine with that. All right. Okay. So we'll keep but, that. Uh, look, if uh, if Disneyland does open within the next four weeks, which it won't because they've basically committed not to, um, mm. then I would want to talk about it again. I would override the Pantheon. Okay. You know, we'll see. If I we'll, go, if I go on the Matterhorn, I, I want to talk make, about it. I want to talk about that big Yeti. I wanted to make the Pantheon challenging. I wanted to make the Pantheon like a almost like a swear jar where if we catch ourselves talking about something we we can be like nope 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 hold on let's course correct Pantheon yeah. you know and, I don't know and if- the people in the disco can vote on what they think should or shouldn't be in the Pantheon I think at the state we're in though we really we need all we can get and we probably shouldn't I be think limiting this is a good, this is a good challenge then again yeah it has been shown that limiting yourself can actually produce better results so yeah. maybe we I get, should keep we that in mind we get nuts on here. Yeah, no, but, but I mean, then we gotta. That's the other thing. If we get anyone on, like, there are a few people I want to kind of get on, but now we're gonna have to explain to them, okay, but we can't talk about this, and we can't talk about that, and we can't talk ah. about this, and that. I know we'll be fine, but, and we'll all be fine. Everything will be fine. COVID, the, all the lockdown will probably turn out fine. I'm sure. The Pantheon. I'm sure everyone will be fine afterwards. Yeah, in the next 10 years, I'm sure it's gonna be great. All right, Roaring so 20s. You're now moving from the, uh, we're moving from the OG era to the, Attitude era and now the Pantheon era. Are you hearing the fucking fireworks, by the way? I thought it was a fucking bomb. No, there have been fireworks since you probably can't hear it on the mic, but since oh, we've been on. recording, we're going to talk about that on the next episode. I'm going to write that because I really do have to go. But about fireworks? Yeah, the fireworks. Have conspiracies. you been hearing a fucking ton of them? No, are, are there conspiracies about it? Oh, yes, there are. Because everyone, because we're going to talk about I've it. I've been hearing it a ton of a them. I've been hearing a ton of them for like a few months. Yes. Uh, in my area, which I've lived in my area for two years, and yeah. I know it's July 4th coming up, but I've it never requires, heard this many. It requires a whole, it's like a 20 to 30 minute topic. It's, okay. It's good. There's a whole, there's conspiracies okay. around well, it. Conspiracy- should I look up what the conspiracy Go is? Go ahead. Yeah. I have no uh, idea. Maybe you'll find I have no idea what it might be. I, I have yeah. no idea what it might be, but. You'll be interested. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, because no, I've completely i've never read anything about this but i have been noticing that since i'm not people are going to think i'm exaggerating and i'm absolutely not i have heard fireworks you mentioned it on another podcast every single night every single night since two weeks before memorial day yeah I've so we're going on almost two months now. I would say I started noticing it about a month, two months ago. I'm not yeah. exaggerating. Every single night, it's kind of fucking weird because also you never see them. 
Do you see them as well? I saw someone setting them off right down the street, which is another thing we're going to talk about next week. Okay. All, all right. right. Well, he clearly wants to talk about this next week. It's but I'm good. fascinated because it's happening right now. We're literally, we've been sitting up here for a few hours and there have been fireworks going off all yeah. over the valley. No, and I just good. don't know got, what they are. I got resources. This is a, this is a fucking, what, Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday, right? Tuesday night. I know. Uh, uh, yeah, granted, we're a few weeks away from July 4th, but it's a Tuesday night. We're, and there's July another 4th one. Is this yeah. Saturday. <laughs> We're not a few weeks away from July 4th. Oh, it's this Saturday. Uh, yeah, okay, fine, you're right. But I have also heard them <laughs> yes, where it has been, been a few going weeks since away. May. Yeah, They've been yeah. going for a fucking while. And, yeah. it's, and I, I guarantee lived in you they're going to continue years. after July this, 4th as well. This isn't normal, yeah. Uh, okay. No, um, it's not normal, and there's a lot of very funny and fun conspiracies around it. So. Oh, well, that's fun. We'll I'm looking forward it. to that. All right, so that's All next right. week, babies. Next week, let's. The Pantheon. Take care. That's my job. <laughs>